All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Yes, the NBA edition. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. So much to talk about NBA-wise. We'll give you some tips on maybe uh, trying to make a couple of shekels on some NBA games coming up uh, this week. But first, Martin, how you doing? What's happening? I would just like to say that I'm so glad that I learned from you, Rob Parker, to, to, to stake my claim, because you with your anybody but Gonzaga claim, sure, you were right, but I was actually correct. Nailing it. Two games out. Baylor, never a question. Would you pick in never your a bracket? doubt. Would you pick Baylor in your bracket? Who cares no, about no, my bracket? I'm asking you. Who, who did I bet on? I'm who did I bet on? I'm asking Brackets you. are for office secretaries no. pick, and the pick, cab drivers. Don't act no, like I'm sitting here picking no. games. I'm sitting here picking winners. No. Picking upset. Who cares who freaking pick it? No, I'm not buying that. My point is that you're acting like you're some college basketball expert and you knew Baylor was going to win. That's not what happened. No. No, I know. I'm not saying I'm some college basketball expert. What I am saying, though, is that after watching four to five games of all of these teams in a tournament, it was easy for me to ascertain which one of those four was better because I know the game. I wasn't and saying that not, I somehow and, and magically no, – no, 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 Paul Rob Parker. I wasn't making the claim that I somehow magically, miraculously picked 64% of my bracket correct. No, I just bet 64% of the tournament correct. So, you know, you and everybody else who eats all your fruitcakes and your office secretaries and and and, 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 and your, your, your paralegals who, who guessed, you know, just with whoever had the nice jersey number or whoever had the, the cute jersey or whoever had the cool coach. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate your brackets. I'm going to celebrate my winnings. That's fine. Mm. My only point is, don't act like you knew Baylor was going to win the championship. All right, you bet on it. It's 50-50. It ain't like you... There's tape. There's tape. There's tape that says Martin says Baylor's going to win the championship. My point to you is my 35 years in this damn business, covering colleges first, covering the NBA, I told you that Gonzaga wasn't winning the championship. Way back, I told you they weren't going to win because I've seen also this. Also told me, I've seen you this. Also movie. told me that's not an opinion. What is that? Of course, you know what I think is going to no, do. It not rain. Opinion. It's going to what? So well, is it going to snow? Is it going to sun? I mean, no. what are we going to do here? That's a huge opinion for somebody to say that a school that was undefeated wasn't going to win. I told you anybody but Gonzaga, and I knew they would crap the bed when it mattered most, and that's exactly what they did. They didn't even show up for the championship game because the stage was too big. The lights were too bright. It was, they were like a, a, a hamburger under that heat lamp at a fast food restaurant. And it wilted. The cheese just wilted all over the place. So there we have it. So now you're going to beat your chest that you, oh, I, I bet Baylor. I bet Baylor. I, I won. I bet Baylor. Stop it, Martin Weiss. I, I, mean, I called it from outside the Final Four. It would have been one thing if UCLA had beaten Gonzaga. Then you would have been like, no, literally, anybody but Gonzaga. They're losing the next game out. But you just show me, Rob, where you can place a bet on ABG, anybody but Gonzaga, as our last episode of Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast, you gotta- so creatively named. I just you just tell me where you can place that bet. Anything. I'd like to see your receipt. You can go to any, any place and just bet against Gonzaga, especially in the championship. All I had to do was I I had no I I never feared that they were going to win the national championship. I didn't buy into it. I just didn't. 
And 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 UCLA almost knocked him off before that. But anyway, we'll get there. Let's go to the NBA, to the association, where things are heating up. And the team that you hate, the Clippers, have made some moves, Martin Weiss. Listen, I'm not saying that. I Listen, I went out there. You know, Rob, I go out there every day, every morning. I stake my claim on the video. I go out there and try to make the people money. And yesterday, I led the people astray. Flat out. I led the people astray. I, I said Blazers plus six versus the Clippers. And it was one of those games where you get up and you go to the bathroom and you come back and the, the, the team you bet on is down 30. That's not the way you want things to be going. Like, I mean, Paul George, I believe I kind of blacked out in the middle of it out of like anger and like what is going on here. But I want to say he was like six for six from three in the first quarter for a cool 22 point first quarter. You know, he had a nice game in the first quarter of the game. Uh, and Damian Lillard showed up with a nice 11 points. So I will say this. I've been on the wrong side of this matchup a few times this week. I mean, a few times this year with the uh, the Blazers and the Clippers. The Clippers just have figured out the Blazers. They just got it. And you know what? Even adding Norm Powell, even – ooh, excuse me. Even adding Norm Powell and the extra offense that he brings, doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you, I know the Clippers just will never be a popular pick because of their history. And because of what happened last year, they were up three to one. They choked to the Nuggets. So I get that. But if you just if you step back and just be honest about what they have and the kind of players, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will never play as poorly as they played in game seven against the against the Nuggets again. This team is well put together. They 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 they've had their peaks and valleys. They're not perfect. They're not going to win all the games. They're not going to always be, they'll give up, cough up a couple of games. But when you really look at it, they do match up well against a lot of teams out West. I like the Clippers. I still believe in the Clippers. I believe this second year it'll come together and they'll come out of the West. I'm, I'm not convinced about the Lakers. And I've just seen where they are and they're right where they're supposed to be despite having a new coach, despite a terrible uh, close to last year and an embarrassing moment. I like where the Clippers are, and all of a sudden, did you see Boogie Cousins? Apparently, Boogie Cousins says he's in the best shape of his life. I'm just, I'm just you know honestly what? happy. Why I don't is, just, what? Why? He's, he's, trying to he's, save he's in LA career. now, trying to save his career. Are you kidding? This guy. Well, I feel like he's been trying to save his career more for the last two years. Well, but this guy, if you remember when he was in Sacramento, was this close, Martin? to a $206 million Mavericks contract. And, and the Kings said, no way, no how. They didn't sign him. They sent him back into New Orleans and it's never been the same. Can you imagine how he feels and where he is now? And he's got something to play for. So I, I like the addition of Boogie Cousins. I'm just happy to see Boogie Cousins up and moving. I, I He, to me, is like the real cautionary tale. Everybody talks about Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Well, those guys got their Supermax contracts and then got hurt. Where Boogie was the guy who was up for his Supermax. And the Kings were like one of the few organizations that said, no, we're not going to be in the Boogie Cousins business anymore. And I feel like Boogie Cousins has almost always gotten a bad rap in his career because he's been incredibly successful. I mean, incredibly, incredibly individually successful, right? But his teams haven't had – his teams around him have not had a great success. whereas. 
And in basketball particularly, we always blame the best player for the teams not having success instead of like the organization having seven coaches and eight seasons of the time that he was there and all these yeah, different offensive philosophies. I'm not saying that. that Boogie Cousins I'm not saying that Boogie Cousins was the model citizen, was, oh, was I, the goal, the ultimate go along to get along guy, right? I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is is that he was a, an incredible talent, right? And, and, and in the NBA, more often than not, we'll take, and for some situations, for some considerations, we will blame the talent as opposed to the organizational dysfunction around the talent. I, I like, just, like the Phoenix Suns are walking in goats into the DM of the front office and people are blaming Devin Booker for missing the playoffs. That's the type of thing that I'm – that's the type of thing I'm talking yeah, but about. The only thing I think you're missing with Boogie Cousins is they probably felt – and I'm just – they couldn't he, they couldn't control a guy before the 206, and they realized if we give him 206, it's going to be worse because you, there is no recourse once you give somebody 206 million guarantee. I'm just saying because he was a talented guy. There was a reason – that they didn't pull the trigger on a supermax. All right, that's all. But the but the point that I'm making is is that there's a lot of other talented guys in the NBA too who who are actively trouble and like who generally that supermax is a rubber stamp deal and it had been up until Boogie Cousins and that to me was just like damn that's tough. But I'm so I'm happy to see him on the Clippers because I'm ha- I, I hope that he's able to to re- uh, reclaim what's left of his career and. You know, you're talking about them coming out of the West. Them signing Boogie Cousins might be a problem because that's just one more big man that your potential Brooklyn Nets will have to face as James Harden's hamstring has him sidelined for the next 10 days as Kevin Durant makes his debut tonight. Well, they've been winning. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, have you have you followed the Nets at all? They even have, haven't had their full squad. And they've won 22 out of their last 25 or something like that. An incredible run with guys. 19 and four without Durant. In and out of the lineup. It is an incredible run. And now Durant, who hasn't played most of the year, gets to come back, get his way back in, get his win, start playing again. And then they could take their time with Harden. And then in two weeks or whatever it is, bring him back in the mix. And the last 15 games, get those guys together. They're loaded. I just don't forget about if this was a single game elimination, Martin, I'm with you. They could lose a single game. Tell me you're going to beat them four out of seven times with that team and with that bench and with those shooters. Who are you going to double team? Who are you going to leave open? Because they're winning without their full team. You mean to tell me when you had Durant and now it'll be Durant and Kyrie instead of Kyrie and Harden? You think he's going to drop off? They're going to go to a 500 team because Durant's playing instead of Harden. And then you add Harden to the mix. Dude, not four out of seven. I can't see anybody beating them. I just don't see how they defend anybody. And I just – something has to be said for the chemistry. Something has to be said for the chemistry. It would be different, honestly. It sounds like you – you have to keep the same energy for the Lakers then because the core of this team already won a championship together and showed they can be cohesive. Oh, you got, the core you got of this team stars has, hurt. You got two stars hurt. I mean, I don't know what LeBron and AD is going to be. So do the Nets. No, but the Nets have hurt. been winning. The Lakers haven't been winning without those guys, not consistently. The Nets have LeBron. been winning. The Lakers are 500 without LeBron. Okay. You think that's is that is that 20, 19 and 4 without their best player? 
Come on. No, Why but they're it ain't the same. The Lakers don't have their best two players. No, right. The Lakers don't have their best two players. The Brooklyn Nets, they just trade out who's ever taking their PTO today. Maybe Kyrie's going to go home. Maybe it's just KD's hamstring today. Maybe it's Harden's hamstring today. No, the Lakers have had two sustained injuries and just happened to be their two best players. The Nets can't stay out of the hospital and the hospital room. Like, I, I don't see how you can't have, like, if anything, I, to me, it's the same scenario, except one of these teams we've already seen has been successful. Nah, it's not the same scenario because we've never seen this much firepower put together. And we haven't even seen Durant. If they're 19 and four without him, what will they be with him? He's one of the best players in the league, if not the best player or two or three. If you want to go, if you want to say he's not, wasn't available, so you knock him down a peg. But he's one of the two or three best players in the league. And you're telling me the team's going to be worse when he gets back? Worse than 19 and four? Nah, I'm not buying it. They're going to have to go. They got to be four out of seven teams. That team's not going to be able to defend anybody. And they haven't played together to learn how to play defense. You don't have to defend in the NBA. Nobody can defend. Who's defending? This isn't the Pistons of 2004. Mm -hmm. You can't even touch Mm -hmm. anybody. Tell me what to All that. All right, tell me what the Knicks have the, the best. Wait a minute, the Knicks have the best defense in the league. What? They're barely in the playoffs. They're five hundred team. They're the number one defensive team. How come they're not winning? Because they're terrible on offense. The only no, you told me quickly. I thought it was about defense. The number one defensive team might not even make the playoffs. It's about how long have you been doing this for? It's about how long have you been doing this for? Thirty-four years, thirty-five years. There's two sides to the ball. Offense and defense. What league are you watching? If if it was about defense, the Knicks would be leading the division. They're not. They just played the Nets the other night and lost with the best defense in the league, and only Kyrie played. Did you see that game? You know what? You know the league I'm watching is the league that consistently will have scores of 120 to 140 in the regular season, and will tighten up in the playoffs. That's the league that I'm watching. The league I'm watching has seen James Harden dominate the regular season for the last nine to ten years offensively and completely shut off in the playoffs. That's no, the league that, I'm watching. Not defensively. He's had terrible shooting nights, and he's had uh, uh, melted down. But ain't nobody put no clamps like he couldn't get a shot off. All right, let's move oh, to the okay. Lakers. Yeah, that's what it is. All, yeah, there's, there's, the other guys, they don't, get, they don't get paid to play defense, right? It's just no, the heart no is all of a sudden the monster no zapped his energy and he couldn't shoot anymore. There was defense anyway, when I – league back in 1987 and back when the Pistons played in 2004. There hasn't been defense in the NBA for years. I'm not buying that. I just right. want, okay, so just so everybody can hear it. It's just, just the old man yelling at the clouds about the defense. There is defense in the NBA. They still get paid to play it, Rob. Just because you're not walking to school uphill both ways with no shoes on in the cold snow on the way to cover Tommy Heinsohn versus, versus the Detroit Pistons. All right. Anyway, speaking of the NBA's best players, ESPN comes out with the list. Best 25, under 25. Young stars ranking by future potential. The list, top five, goes Luka, Zion, LaMelo, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Rob, should Luka be number one on this list? Yeah, Luka should be number one because... I love Zion and the numbers he's been putting up, but his team's not winning. So when you take a look at it, I don't know how you could not pick Luka over Zion from not only is he putting up some unbelievable numbers, 
but he's also his team is winning where Zion's team, despite his numbers, aren't winning. So I really think, but but those two guys should be number two. I think Lamelo's way too high. I just think we got a, we got a small sample size. He started to play well. I'll give you that. Donovan Mitchell should be ahead of him. Uh, Lamelo, I'm sorry, and Tatum as well. I would probably have Lamelo about number five. Um, and the rest of the list, I'm pretty cool with Ben Simmons, Devin Booker. Uh, Bama that's, that's, that's blasphemy. The rest, so th- th- those are your issues with this list, and the rest of the list you're cool. With. No, I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm not, I mean, it's it's a miss hit or miss on the list, but I'm talking about up top. I do, I don't think LaMelo should be three. I'm cool with Luca being one and Zion two. What about you? I think this list is, it's, I think it's pretty good right here, but the one I would say is you got it's Luca. Devin Booker, Devin Booker is, Devin Booker is, is, I don't understand why he doesn't get more respect in the league, but Devin Booker is just a stone cold killer. Like he, Devin Booker to me, if I, if you had to give me one chip under 25, it's Luca. The second one is Devin Booker. Like, I don't understand why anybody, I mean, you add Chris Paul to that team. You, so you add a competent point guard to that team and all of a sudden they boom. All he needed was a comp like I, that's all he needed was a competent point guard. Devin Booker's doing the same thing he's been doing. It's just now they have somebody to deliver him the ball in space because he's not that guy who's going to be able to dominate the ball, bringing the ball up down the court. He's not John Wall. He's not Russell Westbrook. He's not a ball dominant guard. Um, Darren Fox too is a killer, but like I would have, I, yeah, I'd have my the biggest problem I have with this is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, to me, has not really gotten that much better since he dunked on LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think what's happening in Boston has a lot more to do with Brad. In three years. I mean, you don't think he should be – you don't think he should be the top, a top five uh, a guy? I know they haven't gotten it done, but they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals two times in three years. I know. But what I'm saying is I think that Jalen Brown doesn't get nearly enough credit in Boston, first of all. like, but. Jason Tatum to me has uh, at this point to me he should be like one of the top five scorers in the NBA. Like if he was on the trajectory that we kind of thought he was going to be, first, second team, all NBA type of guy, and and are flirting with that, and he's not that. Like to me, if you're going to talk about this list, like Luca is legit right here, right now. Luca soon is going to be in the conversation for best player in the league. Period. Stop. Regardless of age, Zion. Whatever you want to say about his team's record, the efficiency is off the charts, right? He's scoring thirty, he's scoring twenty five points a game, and he's shooting like sixty five percent from the floor, something insane like that. He's doing Shaq type numbers, right? At six eight, now he's not rebounding, and then at the rate that Shaq was, but in terms of just the pure scoring, that's something that you can hang your hat on for a guy who's played less than eighty two official NBA games, right? Lamelo, I love Lamelo. He's electric. He he he's boosted the, the way the Hornets have played. The Hornets had the, they had the second pick in the draft, and when he broke his wrist, they were in firmly in the playoffs. And then Fox, like you, you can see the impact Aaron Fox has on his team. But Jason Tatum, if I put it like this, as a gambling man, if I see Jason Tatum is out of the lineup, it doesn't necessarily like fade me away from the Celtics too much. Like it's like it's not a crazy. Like, if I like the spot, I might like the spot even without Tatum. 
And I don't I can't say that for any of those other guys on that list. All right. I mean, I I, I think you're you're being a little harsh. I don't think Tatum's the only reason why the Celtics don't get it all the way done. He's one of the best young players in the league. He's got a huge upside. I, I, I still like him. I don't I don't have an issue. And the, and the uh, Devin Booker, I think uh, I, it's obvious that he, you know, he's not that guy by himself. That team can't make the playoffs. And all of a sudden you add a, a, a Chris Paul, a Hall of Famer, and things turn around. And I think that's why Devin Booker's down. He's not leading them without without Chris Paul. Do, do you think they'd be where they are today? No. They, yes. No, they, I don't. Yes. No. Yes. I think they would be. If you watch the end of last season, and then especially what they did after oh, the, the bubble, bubble came back. Yes. Just I, playing out the string. Those games don't count. Stop it. They didn't even make the playoffs. When, when they went, when they just went and beat everybody who they played, like, I, yes, I think, yes, I think it matters. Yes. I think that the team winning games had an impact. Yes. I think the winning games without Chris Paul mattered. Like, I, yeah, I think it matters. All right. Rob, let's add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The app simple to use. They got great odds on all the different betting markets, unique fun bet types like a same game parlay, exclusive always on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, you get your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. It's easy to use, it's easy to register, and most importantly, fast withdrawal. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Let's place your first bet on anything, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Now, I'm going back to the same game parlays for this week. I like the Phoenix Suns plus two and Chris Paul's rebounds and assists under. I'm going under this time. Rebounds and assists under for Chris Paul. Phoenix Suns plus two for my same game parlay. And if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, now is the perfect time. What are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. So speaking of Jason Tatum and your aforementioned claims of defense doesn't matter, the New York Knicks travel to the Boston Celtics. Both of these teams are 25 and 26. The Celtics are three-point favorites. Rob, who you got? You know what? I'm going to go against the grain here. I, I, you know, the Celtics haven't looked good. Uh, recently this past month, and the Knicks have lost, what, four or five, I think, is the number. So they, they, they're all of a sudden have, have hit like a, the skids, and they aren't as good as, as, uh, as advertised, and they've just lost to the Nets by a close score. But Kemba Walker's out for rest for the Celtics. So I'm going to take the Knicks. I'm going to take the Knicks in this game. I think they need to bounce back. They need to win desperately, four out of five. And the Celtics just haven't played well enough for me to feel good, even though the game's in Boston. But no Kimba Walker for, for rest. I'm going to go. I'll take the three points. I'm going to take the Knicks. And I think they win a close game. But I think they went outright. I actually feel like no Kimba Walker may be a net positive for Boston in a short spot. 
And I like them here, minus three. I'm taking them even though I just talked all of that mess about Jason Tatum. What's also true is the mess I was talking about the New York Knicks. They can't score the ball. They can't score the ball. They don't score. So I I, I see the, I see this game ending like a cool 100 to, to 87 where the Knicks still don't break 90 points. But congratulations. Or no, it would be like a cool 98 to 87. So they held their opponent under 100 but also didn't break 90 points. I've bet on a few of those this year. I feel like this right here is a prime spot for that to occur. I'm going with the Celtics minus three. So I like that. I like that spot. Tatum is going to make me either look like a genius or an idiot today, one way or the other. So we were talking about him earlier today. One of the most efficient scorers in the NBA, Zion Williamson. They take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. The Nets are nine point favorites. Rob, who do you like? You know, KD's returning. Uh, and uh, it's a big night for Brooklyn. They keep rolling. I think they'll win again. They're going to win. But you know what? I don't think they're going to cover the spread. I think uh, Durant getting back in, everybody trying to feel them out a little bit. I'd be surprised if they blow them out by 10. I say Brooklyn wins. But I would take New Orleans here plus the nine. And I know it's been ugly for New Orleans in some games, but I think this is one of those nights where you come out and you know, if we're not right and we don't play right, we're going to get run out of the gym in Brooklyn. And you don't want to be on the streets in Brooklyn after 10 o'clock in New York. So I, I think they they lose the game, but they cover the spread with the plus nine. The streets in Brooklyn have changed a little bit since you were running them 35 years ago. Okay, I'll tell you that. Trust me, <laughs> gentrification will have you sit, walking down, walking your dog in Brooklyn at 10 p.m. Oh, I know, right? at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> But no, I think I'm gonna go with the Nets, and the, the really the only reason I'm going with the Nets, they can't defend anybody. But neither can the Pelicans, and I just think that Kevin Durant. The last time, think about the last time we heard from Kevin Durant on the basketball court. Right, he looked a lot of the same, but we've heard a lot from Kevin Durant since the last time he stepped on a basketball court. Right, he's been very active. He's been tweeting. He's been DMing. He's been getting fined. And we know, if anything about Kevin Durant, all he ever said about, he wants to play ball. So I expect tonight, I expect Zion to have, you know, 30 on 12 for 16 shooting, right? And I expect Kevin Durant to go absolutely bonkers. But the Pelicans are going to lose this game by 20 points. Wow. Okay. I think the Pelicans lose this game by 20 points. So I'll have to go with the Nets. The Nets and the nine. And then the game of the night, aforementioned Devin Booker, Chris Paul, are one-and-a-half-point underdogs versus the Utah Jazz at home. Rob, who you got, the home dog or the Utah Jazz? I'm going to take the Utah Jazz. I mean, they're not, they haven't slowed down at all. I just can't get over where they are. Uh, 38 and 12. They've won on the road. They've beaten the good teams. They've beaten the bad team. They've beaten everybody. I get it. They're uh, they're on the road. And Phoenix, you know, for Phoenix to be getting points at home tells you uh, how much respect they have for Utah and uh, Donovan Mitchell and what they're doing this year. I know you didn't believe in them. It's going to cost you a pair of uh, $200 Jordans to Chris Broussard on the Odd Couple radio show on Fox Sports Radio. But, you know, I, I get it. You thought they would be, what, sixth? Is that what you said they'd be? No. 
What I what I didn't believe in was that almost every single major player in the Western Conference, besides the Kola Jokic and Donovan Mitchell, would miss a significant amount of time due to injury. That's what I didn't bank on. That's what I didn't no, account just, for. Just because Nowhere in my future's dark. tickets did I see that one. No, you're right. It's probably going to cost me. Uh, uh, when I said what three months ago or two months ago that the Jazz would probably lose home court advantage. And Chris Broussard jumped on me in a moment of weakness, and I admitted, and I said, "Yes, I'll take that bet." Probably going to cost me, but, 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 if you had, if you had the Lakers in the fifth spot right now, kudos to you because you can see the future. And I'd like to know who you like tonight, okay? But me, who I like tonight, well, I'm going to make up that money. I'll put it to you like this: either the Jazz are going to bankrupt me, or I'm going to make up the money betting against them. To, to, to hedge this future's ticket that I owe Chris Broussard. Because while you're right, the Utah Jazz have not slowed down one bit in the win-loss column. What matters here is the points. And they have, they're 31 and 19 against the spread, Rob, this season. But they're 6 and 8 against the spread since the All-Star break. That's the number that I decided to give out on the Weiss advice. The video only went out about 20 minutes ago because I was just doing way too much this morning. Completely forgot about it. Sorry about that. But it's out. I've locked it in since this morning. I like the Suns plus two. I like the Suns to win this game outright. Before we do our uh, lemon pepper parlays, I don't know if you can see this on the screen. NBA trending, Rob Parker. Oh, God. Right now at 1.48 Pacific time as we tape this podcast, I'm trending. I'm guessing it's about my take on Steph Curry on the Odd Couple radio show, but uh, I'm starting to get hit up by friends saying I'm trending. Okay, here's my lemon pepper parlay for uh, today. I'm going to go with the Knicks. As I told you, I'm going to take the Knicks plus the three in Boston. No Kimba Walker. The Knicks have lost four out of five. They are desperate for a win. They need a win badly. And I'm also going to take the Knicks and the Celtics, and I'm going to take the under, 209. I'm going to take uh, under, so there's my parlay in the same game, under 209, and the Knicks plus three. For my lemon pepper parlay, I'm doing another same game parlay. I'm taking the Suns to win, and I'm taking Chris Paul under rebounds and assists. I've got burned on the over a few times, rebounds and assists. I'm taking the under this time. I like, but the Suns are going to win this game. I, I, I'm so confident in that. I'm so confident in that in my being. Just as confident as I am that your take that Steph Curry is not a transcendent player is absurd. It's patently absurd. And you deserve every negative Twitter impression that you get. That's why I'm trending. That's why I'm trending because I don't follow the sheep. I'm my own dog. I give my own opinions. I do my research. I've been covering this league since 1987. Were you even born yet? I've been covering this league for a long time. I know what a transcendent player is, and it ain't Steph Curry. To say, well, I will say this. This is where people are going to get hung up on. You're talking about transcendent in terms of the wins and the losses and so on and so forth, and I do tend to agree that if Kevin Durant had not gone to Golden State, there would not have been a Golden State dynasty. No, right? no I, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that opinion. However, the idea that Steph Curry is not a transcendent basketball player, 
that would like I imagine you would also say that I, uh, Allen Iverson was not a transcendent basketball player, although he completely changed the way that guards played the offensive, the offensive, the, the ball handling, the crossover, and and the way you had to defend. Steph Curry, no, there's no doubt he's transcendental, but you're going to get way too much credit for having a lukewarm take. I'll leave it there. All right. Well, we'll leave it there until next week. It is the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Rob Parker, Martin Weiss. Until next week, we'll see how we do. But uh, all I'm going to say is go Knicks. You know I don't root for anybody, but tonight, go Knicks and get the under as well. Play that defense that Martin says you play. And we'll see you back here next week. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, tell your family. It's worth the listen. I'm surprised you don't have a story about, you know, opening day for the Knicks. You know, my mom used to used to say I called me out of school until I, so I could go after lunch. I had to go see Dr. J.